Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho and I'm your host for this episode. Now, in each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and actually anything under the sun. We'll be speaking, of course, with everyday parents as well as your expert practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Now, we're celebrating Father's Day, so... Um, we've invited a father and son pair to be with us today. And so welcome, Amos and Nathan. Thank you. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all fathers listening in. So uh, just in case, uh, because I know you don't have the visual, so um, Amos is the father (laughs) and Nathan is his (laughs) his son, his elder of two kids. And uh, Amos is a certified trainer and facilitator. He's actually been training for Focus on the Family for quite a while now. Uh, He does our marriage preparation programs. Uh, He's done our fathering programs, father-child programs as well. Nathan's with us today. Uh, Nathan describes himself as a people person by passion and a people engineer by obsession and I was very intrigued about it so I'm going to ask him to uh, elaborate a little bit more as a young man what does he mean Nathan well I think for me uh, people's person by passion is that I really love anything to do with people I love to engage interact and to hear different people's story from different walks of life so I'm really a people's person an extrovert uh, really by nature and a people's engineer is because I believe in training people to um, better themselves in uh, regardless whether it's their interpersonal or intrapersonal skills. Uh, and this uh, passion came about when I was serving uh, in the Boys Brigade over the last seven years, uh, really training up uh, young leaders from uh, sex secondary one all the way to secondary four. And it's been my passion uh, ever since. Yeah, so that's how that uh, statement came about. Wow, and you've just recently graduated from National Service. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I graduated from National Service. Yes, it's been a very long uh, two years, but I'm so glad I'm finally out. And I'm actually waiting to uh, uh, enroll into uh, NTU to study uh, mechanical engineering uh, this coming August. Which sounds very interesting uh, in contrast to all the people, things that you just described yourself as. <laughs> Okay, but but uh, without much further ado, we do want to go into today's topic, which is going to be talking about the dad report card. And I know um, both Amos and Nathan have experience with the dad report card. Um, I believe they have done it. <laughs> and I'm just going to uh, leave them to uh, uh, explain that a little bit and, and to just um, share a little bit about their father-son relationship. Well, the report card, most of us uh, would like to know how we're doing. And in Singapore, report card is always part of our journey, whether you are in school or in the marketplace. Uh, Nathan and I had a privilege of kind of looking at my report card as a dad uh, for the adventure with that that Focus did some years ago. And we were able to kind of look at our physical, emotional, and mental and how we're able to grow uh, in our relationship together. We also talk about areas of sexuality also. Let me kind of elaborate a little bit more. Uh, physical life, and, and as a parent, I try to uh, teach Nathan as early as possible, my two boys as early as possible, life skills, 
you know, very simple chores, you know, growing up in a primary school, wash dishes, fold clothes, you know, cooking, like peeling prawns. They both of us like to cook. In fact, last year uh, at, uh, at the lockdown, we had lots of time. And so both of us kind of cook up a storm, you know, trying different mm-hmm. dishes. Uh, and yes, he grows up in a secondary school, a little bit older, you know, a little bit more complex um, uh, chores, washing clothes, vacuuming, and, you know, ironing. And there was one he helped me assemble, you know, a, a bookshelf uh, that we bought from Ikea that, that we needed. Uh, and more recent times, I introduced Nathan to the wonders of scuba diving. And that was really fun, hey, Nate? Yeah, that was definitely super enjoyable. And I think all these uh, intentional investments that my dad made, big, big lessons or small, I think it really helped me in uh, my practical development into adulthood, doing these uh, simple household chores. And through these exposures, like my dad mentioned earlier about going scuba diving, it really helped him to understand me better as a person and understand uh, my interests. And because I am naturally a very adventurous person, I think my dad uh, really took the time to help me mature this side. And since then, we've been going on so many adventures across the world, scuba diving, ATV riding, you name it. I think my dad has done a wonderful job in showing me all, all sides of life. Wow. So, yeah, Nathan, I... you're now 22, right? What, what yes, would I you am. say, like, you know, like stands out for you for the, the, the most memorable experience that you've had with dad? Wow, most memorable experience. Honestly, it was the scuba diving. I'm not just saying that because I can't think of anything else offhand, but I think it was really (laughs) scuba diving. Because actually, my dad uh, brought me when I was in primary five, if I'm not wrong. But because I was not old enough to get the proper cert, I only could go for introductory lesson, like just dip my feet in the pool, learn how to wear the equipment. But that sparked Mm. like, wow, I can't wait to do this in the future with him. And I think that was such a good start to that uh, slowly developing uh, passion. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, scuba diving was fantastic. Yes, Sense of anticipation. Yes, yes. I think, what good seven years of anticipation <laughs> between the first wow. time I did it to I actually caught my cert. That sounds almost deliberate, Amos, like you're trying to, I don't know, nurture the ability to delay gratification. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as far as he can get his license, uh, uh, he got it. Uh, in fact, I have a dream, you know, that uh, four of us can all go scuba diving together one day, you know, when the travel bubble is up and be able to travel again. You know, it's just something that we, we want to do together as a family, you know, creating memories uh, for us to know each other more and, and appreciate uh, each other more. And of course, back to uh, the adventure with that, the report card, you know, it, it helped us a little bit more in terms of emotional growth and understanding as father and son because uh, some of the programs and the questions they ask there, you know, not just having fun, uh, but it's very deliberate in helping father and son communicate, helping the father and son kind of know each other and appreciate each other uh, a little bit more. I'm not sure you can remember some of those activities, Nate. Well, I, I can definitely remember. Actually, talking about the adventure, that I think another memorable experience that we shared together was the cave uh, spelunking. Well, I think that oh, was the yes. first one of both of us. That was definitely uh, super enjoyable. And I think throughout those um, 
uh, activities, I think it really allowed me to help me see my dad in a very different light that I can be, I can just really let loose, be myself and just have fun with him. And it allowed me to be more candid about talking about various conversations with him. It didn't have to have content. It didn't have to have a purpose of why I was asking him. I could just ask him, hey, what color do you think would be nice on this car? Hey, uh, what uh, skin should I buy? What weapon should I buy for my new game? It could be very light and simple-hearted conversations that I really thought, hey, actually after today, it became more conscious to me that I could do such conversations with him about uh, following the hmm. adventure that I went on. That's like your, fr- your good friend, right? It really it became like- a lot more conscious. It did, it really did. Definitely, it sparked off uh, quite a good conversation and, and that wasn't only the first time or last time that we connected. In fact, we spent more time engaging each other over meal. Uh, if you ask Nathan what is his love language, I think his love language is food. You know, food is a way to Nathan's heart. So we spent a lot of time, you know, marketing, you know, deepening uh, our relationship between each other. And I think, of course, in his growing up years, in his uh, pre-teens and teens uh, into late primary, early secondary, uh, we, we kind of uh, spent almost every Sunday uh, having breakfast together, almost three straight years. And in those three years, you know, for me to journey with him, ask how he's doing, you know, and, and very specifically throughout the week, you know, I will, I will pick up points, uh, observation I, I see about him that I can affirm him that he did well in this area. You know, there's a certain point of time where you, you I noticed you were very angry, you know, with mom, but you, you held back. That was good. That was self-control. Mm. Now, of course, looking for moments of teachability also that I can speak into his life, you know, his growth uh, and his character development. And although it's a little bit sad that um, we didn't hold this tradition following uh, my secondary school days because our schedules uh, didn't quite align and we were quite busy, uh, I think we still made a great deal of effort to meet for something as simple as a meal or perhaps maybe a three-day, two-night to really just get away together. And I think such intentional moments that both me and my dad uh, come for with uh, really allows us to express our opinions for one another. And for me as a child and a family, I think it allows me to feel that um, someone in my family, especially my dad in this case, wants to hear my opinions, wants to hear how I'm feeling. And that in turn allows me to have that greater initiative to speak up and to share my thoughts and my everyday with them. And like my, what my dad mm. was saying that in those moments of opening up and being more willing to share, uh, it allows him to have those teachable moments, be able to speak and influence on the parts of life that I choose to actually share about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of curious because, you know, typically kids will tell us that it's easier to, to share such like touchy-feely things with mom rather than with dad. Uh, what was the experience like growing up for you, uh, Nathan? Like, I mean, it sounds like dad does talk to you about feelings and, and handling your emotions. Um, did it, was it always like natural or did is it because it's become something that that's just so much a part of your intentional conversations that you're having on an ongoing basis? Well, I think there are two parts to this, actually. One is definitely there was a lot of intention in trying to spark such conversations because they don't come off, off the cuff just like that and just say, oh, uh, how are you doing today? And then out of 20 years, it's first thing asking me that, like, uh, okay, Lord, then I just walk away. That, that, that's it, you know? But I think it really started with, it was, it's true, it really started with mommy first. Uh, she was the one that really helped to develop the initial uh 
what we call emotional literacy, being able to say simple things mm-hmm. like I felt angry today, I wasn't happy today, simple things like that. And I think it, it helps especially for guys who are not very good at ex- expressing uh, how we feel uh, in terms of uh, verbalizing it or rather we, I got a bit of pride, don't dare to say, don't dare to show my vulnerable side. But mm-hmm. even though uh, mommy was the one that did it, dad also chose to uh, have a hand in that um, nurturing us in our emotional literacy. And it started off like what daddy said, small things from day to day, week to week, how you doing in this situation, your new job, so on and so forth. Yeah, so I think uh, it was really the intentionality behind it that really allowed me to be, hey, I can just tell him whatever I want to tell him. He's not going to judge me. He's not going to say, okay, you're not my son anymore after I share something with him. <laughs> and I think that lack of judgment, you know, allow me to freely mm-hmm. express how I'm feeling. Amos, did, did you like kind of find it a challenge? Because I mean, traditionally, like Asian fathers or dads are known to be more reticent. We are more the leadership authority in the house versus, you know, the loving dad that plays with the kids or has these deep conversations. Did you have to make do a mindset shift or like lifestyle change? Like, how can we encourage like more dads to be as conversational and intentional in communicating with their kids? Well, that's a very good question, Joe. And I think kudos to my wife. She has been that pillar uh, even to train me as a man uh, to be more expressive. <laughs> you know, in general, we ask, how's your day? It'll be fine. How's your day today? Oh, good. You know, and, and I think she said, okay, how is it good? Was there someone you were happy with? So she helped me, draw me out and, and ask conversation. Because for guys, if you ask a general question, we'll give you a general answer. But when you ask specific questions, I'm able to think through and able to communicate. So I've been trained, if you will, uh, by my wife. And, and in that, uh, uh, the training continues uh, uh, with our sons also. And of course, one of the things we like to do often is to do conversation questions during mealtime. So mealtime is uh, no gadgets. We sit down and then we just pull out a very simple uh, question card. It's like, if you have a million dollars, what will you do? And then we share, share, share. And then very, very often in almost every question, Kevin will ask, you know, how do you feel? What was the feeling, you know, when you share that portion? So it kind of will help us get in touch with that. So that was, that was a very good training and, and the boys, you know, uh, are learning and growing in that area too. And me too, after 20 years. <laughs> okay, so that's how the moms who might be listening today uh, could help the dads to, to have a better grading on their report card. <laughs> There you go. Uh, I'm go back to something you shared earlier, Amos. You actually said that uh, you did have the conversation also about the topic of sexuality with Nathan. And I mm. think as as Asians uh, in general, you know, whether it be mom or dad, we usually struggle in that area. Um, but particularly, you know, when it comes to son, we do feel that you know dad should, in some uh, respect, kind of weigh in a bit heavier. Um, could you just share share with us, like? Uh, yeah, how how did you do the the big talk or the birds and bees talk? How did it start? Was it awkward? <laughs> sure, definitely. Uh, I think if uh, we ask a, a huge question like that about sexuality, you know, we don't have any like structure or framework uh, to enter. Uh, for me uh, and my wife, we, we chose to use this material, a US uh, family life resource called Passport to Purity. 
And we did that with Nathan. And Passport to Purity covers a range of topics from peer pressure, you know, how to select your inner circle, how to be a positive influence, including sexuality, uh, the topic of sex, the topic of dating. So in those uh, conversations or the, the podcast inside, you know, the person will just share a certain perspective, values, mindset. And then the father and son will, will take the, uh, over the time and, and for us to share our own journey you know, and, and we talk very awkward topics, if you will, uh, to an Asian uh, uh, audience, like bodily change, you know, talk about wet dreams, pornography, even talking about masturbation. And I do realize that it, 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 this whole thing can be just a webinar, a, a, a topic we listen, okay, very good, take my hands and go on. And I realized that for my son to be open to me, I, I first need to, to be vulnerable to share my weakness, my mm. struggles, and how I continue uh, to to overcome them. I'm not sure how you feel, Nate, as you go through uh, that passport <laughs> to purity when you were 13. Well, honestly, when I first heard it, it was a very daunting thing. Like, huh? I thought want to go for a getaway, go and play in Malaysia, go and, uh, you know, I just go and have fun. <laughs> and then when you told me about you want to do this passport to purity, I was like, huh? I need to go, okay, la, go, la, go, la. So, I mean, to say the least, it was very awkward, the concept of it uh, going into it. But I think really in the earlier years, my dad was intentional in creating that relationship. So I said, okay, I buy the bullet, let's go and do it. And How I old think, were like, what, you when you went for that trip? Wow, 13. 13, about there? 13, yeah, one, about, about there. One, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's quite young actually. So, I mean, yeah. Like you were saying, the topic of sex is something very taboo, especially among uh, Asian cultures, Asian family culture in that matter. There can be casual jokes about it and conversations about friends, but rarely an avenue for a parent to really speak into a child's life regarding the area of sex. And to say the least, it was very awkward talking about some of the topics my dad mentioned earlier and even coming out of uh, the whole entire retreat that we had together. I didn't share everything. But I think it was a fantastic start to begin such conversations. And I think what my dad did, which I, I really applaud and I'm thankful for, that he chose to be vulnerable first. And then therein as a child, as a son, I see, hey, my dad chose to be vulnerable. He dared to open up. Then what do I have to fear? I mean, it's not as easy as, as that. But it began and allowed me to start thinking about these things. And as time went by, as these things slowly became a challenge, became a reality. And then I told my dad, oh yeah, okay, I remember my dad talked to me about this. So I can actually talk to him about this because he shared with me about this uh, before. And I think because of that, uh, we are very open with one another. We don't hide. Uh, certain things and when we meet situations where we don't know um, how to tackle uh, especially in the area of sex we, I can just go to and say hey daddy how uh, what should I do uh? and I think my dad will be so uh, willing and open I think he'll be very happy to be able to speak of that influence into my life so Amos do you have like a, a word of encouragement to uh, the dads out there you know who haven't kind of taken that first step. Maybe their kids are past 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> How do they start on this kind of a touchy topic? Yeah. I mean, we know from our own surveys locally that the kids want the parents to, you know, be their source of information when it comes to the topic of sexuality. Uh, when it actually comes to the topic of growing up, essentially, you know, as they discover their identity and all that. Um, but the reality is that only like, eight, if I'm not wrong, 15% of them uh, say that their parents actually broach the topic with them. 
Yeah. So how do we encourage the other 85% out there? Well, definitely boldness uh, and courage and like Satan say, biting the bullet because this is something uh, that we can do and influence them uh, in terms of our family values. Uh, there are lots of resources out there uh, focused on family, have resources, family life, you know, have resources. They will help you start conversation. And sometimes you don't have to be sit down over dinner and talk about, you know, sexuality. It could be a very co- uh, casual conversation. You could be watching a movie. You could be watching a show and say, hey, interesting. What do you think about this person's value system? You know, about, you know, they just met and then they, you know, they slept together, you know. So this very simple conversation will hopefully kick up some sort of a, a conversation going. But I think for those who have younger kids, please start them early, you know, uh, conversational-wise. Like for a Karen and myself, very intentional about uh, growing with the boys. When they were younger, you know, what's one high day, low day? You know, high day could be I went McDonald's. Low day could be I stumped my toe. A very simple thing that allows them to express a little bit more about their feelings. Then when they're older, you know, what is your high week, uh, low week? And all these intentional touch points are basically big rock for conversation, the good, the bad, and the awkward. Uh, and I said, I did mention <laughs> just now uh, that family uh, meal times every week uh, is a must for us uh, and for us to engage each other and find out how we're doing. And if nothing to talk about, you just pull out a card and, and, and do that. What do you think, Nate? I, I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely true uh, that it doesn't start uh, just offhand like that. Everything was carefully planned. Everything was very intentional. And maybe for the teens, I think, listening in, I may I could leave you all with something. The intentional investment of the irreplaceable. Intentional, as if you can tell by the theme of uh, what we were sharing here today, is that nothing happened by chance. Everything took deliberate planning on how to develop uh, this relationship that me and my dad have uh, today. In terms of investment, don't kick yourself into thinking that you're going to have a wonderful relationship the moment you had like your first lunch day out together or that you're suddenly <laughs> going to appreciate your parents more when you're older. If you don't put any effort in, nothing is going to come out of it. And mm. building that father and son relationship that me and my dad have today really took a long time to develop. So even though you may be facing difficulties in engaging your father or your father has difficulty engaging you as a child, continue to be patient, continue to hold fast uh, to one another. And lastly, the irreplaceableness of this is that when the time has passed, the time has passed. Don't wait till you're 20 years down the road. You look back and think, I could have done something more. I could have spent more time together. I should have said yes to this. You should have said yes to that. I, to me, I, I think uh, what my dad and I are trying to say as well is that it doesn't matter the extent of time shared. You don't have to sit him down and have an awkward uh, conversation about sex or eating food and everybody loses their appetite after a while. It could be minutes, <laughs> it could be hours, it could be days like a retreat uh, like me and my dad did. Time spent That's together funny. is never wasted. Continue to take those small steps and I tell you the small steps will come into big leaps of uh, progress in that relationship uh, with one another. That's so well said and it's such powerful words coming from a young man. (laughs) Okay, with that, I assume that Amos, you had a really uh, stellar report card passed with flying colours. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you, thank you, Nathan. <laughs> but we're all growing. We're all growing, and we're all, you know in different seasons. We have different uh, challenges and how we want to engage our children in different seasons, whether emotionally, you know, mentally, physically, or even spiritually, also. I'm I'm quite sure that maybe some dads who are listening, they might be a little bit um, apprehensive about even trying this dad report card thing. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> you have any tips for them as to how they should go about it or how to brace themselves for the outcome? I think Father Day is an excellent time uh, for the father to ask for a report card. Maybe at a Father's Day's lunch, instead of just ordering food and everybody, you know, take pictures, Instagramming, you know, how about you put it away and say, hey guys, I want to know how am I doing as father. I would like to be a better father. And I would like your input and I will work at it in the year to come. That's a good start for Father's Day. Wow, thank you. Thank you to both of you. I think you've given us a lot of like uh, practical tips, uh, not just uh, insight into you know how you've developed intentionally uh, this irreplaceable re- father-son relationship that you guys have. Um, and we do know that it's not just, I mean, the milestone moments are important, right? Like scuba diving. <laughs> but it's not just those milestone moments. It's really the daily nurturing of intentional conversations, meal times that you guys have that isn't just eating, but we use it to also connect uh, one with the other um, and and yeah I, I really want to just um, uh, wish on behalf of Focus and Family all the dads out there a really happy Father's Day that this Father's Day I know we are all in a very challenging situation right now and it's a very prolonged <laughs> challenging circumstances that we are living in these days but you know to uh, turn uh, what is a challenging situation into some good to really use it to nurture those times since we're stuck at home with the family right might as well uh, use it <laughs> well <laughs> and and maybe this Father's Day, uh, take up uh, Amos's suggestion, do the dad report card and have a really good um, in-depth, deep intimate conversation with your kids. Um, so before we go off, I just want to give uh, some quick uh, couple minutes to both Amos and Nathan. Any last words to uh, dads and um, maybe even sons who are listening in right now? Well, I think for me, maybe uh, one more thing I could add is that um, Let's say you're a teen listening in and you are way above the age of 13, 14, 15. Maybe it could be in your 18s, 19s, 20s, 25s. uh, And your relationship with your dad is not as good as you hoped it to be. And as you sit on it, you realize that still nothing is happening. Don't just look at your dad. Say, "I, I wait for my dad to make the first move. You can also be that change maker. You can be the person who takes that first step and say, Hey there, why don't we just go out for a meal together? It could be a very awkward meal. I'll give you that because you've never had things or common topics to really talk about, but it is a start. Sometimes you got to put yourself in that awkward situation whereby it's your I need to finish the food. I need to tahan the MRT or the car ride home. I got to say something. And it's that small, small starts uh, that we have that can really help to blossom that relationship. So I really encourage you uh, to really take that first step forward. And I think as a father, I think daddy can attest to this, is that every time we make a move to want to develop a relationship, I tell you, it is a great joy uh, to a father. And I think a father to a son as well, it is a great joy that uh, we take time for one another. Well said, Nate. And I think for fathers, seize the moment when you see your son wanting to, or maybe not sure, apprehensive, seize that moment and say, yes, let's go. Or initiate. 
And I think when you initiate, I can guarantee you, your children is more than willing to say yes to you because they are longing for a father-son or father-daughter relationship. That's right. That's right. So we want to see every father out there having a stellar father-dad report card uh, simply because you just invested, you know, your heart and your time, your effort into it. Uh, well, if you have any other questions as a father or as a parent that we can help you with, uh, you can always write to us at parent at, that's parent with ed, at family.org.sg. You can check out our website for more resources. That's family.org.sg. Uh, we have uh, our Father's Day campaign resources there as well. So do check it out at uh, family.org.sg slash stronger with that and so with that we thank you again uh, once again Amos and Nathan for joining us today and happy Father's Day to you as well Amos thank you thank you 